Hey friends, you're listening to the Hope Blooms podcast where Haley Hope and her friends tell stories of faith, hope, and healing. If you're looking for a podcast that will inspire, uplift, and encourage, then this is it. Let's do this journey together and share hope along the way. Welcome to episode two of the Hope Blooms podcast. We have the most special guest on the pod today. Of course, my first guest had to be my number one favorite person in the world. I can't wait for you to meet my mom, Dr. Tara Grant. She's an encourager, educator, and someone who leads by example. Hi, mom. Hi, Haley. Yay. Yay. (laughs) I'm so excited for what we're going to talk about today. Um, But before we dive into it, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, what you love, and what hope means to you? Those are three different things, but yet connected. So what, what I do? Well, I am an educator. I'm a wife, a sister, a mom, a mentor, um, a cheerleader. Um, gosh, lots of things. Um, I got into education over 20 years ago after I... Um, Got a divorce and had a baby. And Who is that? You. Oh my gosh, crazy. Yeah, so I was the one that came home happily with a newborn, basically, a one-month-old. And I was so happy to be home with my family. Um, so really, my life is really connected to the love of my family and just supporting each other through life and education. Um, so I went back to school and got my teaching certification because when I went through college, I was not education. So I wanted to do that because I'm from a long, 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 long line of educators. And it just seemed natural at the time. And I've always loved school. uh, So that was really cool. Um, So I went back, got my um, teaching certification and my master's, taught elementary. Um, Then I became an ITRT. So I worked with technology when technology was getting big in classrooms and schools. When smart boards came out. Yep. Yeah, baby. (laughs) It was a big deal. It was huge. It was like magic on board. (laughs) Teachers loved it. And then um, I went into administration um, and I was following in my mom's footsteps. So I became a principal, assistant principal and principal and um, later became um, a school board central office person. Um, So I've always been in education, been a teacher, um, been a learner, really. Uh, Just finished my doctorate last year. That's a big deal. It's a huge deal because it was through COVID and lots of other things. Well, you didn't know it was going to be through COVID. Yes, I know. (laughs) So uh, that was that was a test of endurance and persistence and for me. And that was really hard being middle-aged. You know, I suggest everyone tries to do that earlier in their career. <laughs> um, but I like to do things the hard way. Uh, but I wanted to follow back up. Um, several years later, uh, after moving back home, um, I re- reunited with uh, someone that I had eyes for in high school. Oh, snap. Yep. True, true story. And so <laughs> we were each in a situation where we were divorced with the young kids and we got together, Mike and I, and um, ended up getting married and having another kid. So we have his, mine, and ours. So we have three wonderful it's children. It's like a movie. It, uh, it is. <laughs> Reality television. Very entertaining, actually. <laughs> um, so um, 
that's where we are. And I'm still involved in education and I couldn't be more proud of you, Haley, as a teacher, coach, youth leader, just really, uh, I know that you said, what is hope? Um, hope is what my purpose is in life, I think. Well, it's part of your name, so it's part tell of my that. Name. It's part of my name. It's part of her name. Tara Hope, Haley Hope. We've got lots of hopes uh, in the world. Um, and I think the more that I am involved in school, in children's lives, hope has become more of a focus. And um, today it's never been more important to... First of all, go to school, go to work, be around young kids yeah. to give them hope because the world is a crazy, crazy place and kids need stability and love and role models at school. They need boundaries and they need encouragement. But really, you know what I always say, and I know that you say this as well, school is love. You're taking all my questions I know. here. Let's just roll it up into one. <laughs> That's how I work. Go with it, Haley. So, um, school is love. And I didn't really come to that conclusion until several years ago. I was a principal several schools ago, and, um, it was a very, um, challenging group in that school at the time. And, um, I didn't have a lot of help. There was a very small school and kids were hard, you know, out of control, not a lot of support at home. Um, parents incarcerated, living with grandparents who don't have a clue, even though they're trying, they really did. Um, it just, you know, it's never been more important to come to school and be a role model and love on kids. Um, because we are, they're role models. We are what they see as success. Um, mm -hmm. and I've always wanted kids to see that they can be successful no matter where they come from. Right, um, right. I think it's important for people to share their stories because, you know, a lot of a lot of counselors or uh, law enforcement officers or even teachers, they struggled. They struggled um, and they became their occupation or their career because there was someone important in their life that took the time to listen to them, to encourage them. Right to be real with them. And, um, that's what it's about. So it's about being a change maker and saving lives. Did I answer your question, Haley? Well, welcome to the podcast. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Um, yeah. I mean, you said that there were people in, you know, people want to say, for example, for a teacher, like for me, my middle school teachers, my middle school English teachers were very, very important to me. Very. They're still very important very. to me. Yes. Um, but who was that person for you? I would probably say my mom. Um, she was a teacher and a principal and she's a very strong lady, creative and she just loved school and I loved hearing about her experiences and, you know, kids that she was able to help. And she always encouraged me to go for that next step, mm -hmm. you know, go for that next step. And I remember being a technology person and I was working with administrators and she was uh, an administrator at the time. She's like, well, why don't you do it? And I said, I can do that, you know, and, and um, I'm like, I don't want to do that I know. <laughs> yet. Have a growth mindset, Haley. Um, so, 
she's always been the, the encourager um, for me. And, you know, I've kind of gone down the same path she did. And I know she's super proud, which makes me super proud. And, you know, just making the world a better place. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know that when kids look at their teachers, they, or administrators or whatever, they think that this person has it all together and they have no idea that these are human beings who still struggle with things, who still go through things that are hard. Um, but why is it important to show up every day for kids? I know you kind of alluded to like school is love, but what makes you when things are really hard? We went through COVID. We went through, you're going through a transition. Why are you still showing up for kids? Um, because that's what the world's all about. It's making um, making it a great place of hope for kids. Um, let me try to, to see what I'm, I'm thinking of here. I'm trying to connect it together. You know, a lot of times kids that come from broken homes or poverty, trauma, uh, ne neglect, abuse, they've had a lot of people give them broken promises. Mm -hmm. And that is absolutely heartbreaking because then they have no trust in adults. Right. They don't have trust in schools because... From the beginning. From the beginning because their parents, you know, did not do well in school and don't uh, maybe trust um, people that are trying to help their children. I'm not sure, but it's a lot with trust. Um, being there to support kids every day. When you say, I'm going to be here for you, show up. Right. You tell them you're coming to their game. Right. Get, go. You know, you don't feel good. Too bad. Go for a few minutes. Make sure they see you. Right. Talk about it the next day. That's about building relationships. And that is also the, the premise, the, the groundwork of school is love. You've got to build relationships with kids, call them by name, be there for them every day talk them through the good, back and ugly. I mean, that's how you build trust. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was thinking about that earlier. I'm a drive home today. I was thinking about, you know, what, what are some of the things that I see as middle school for school is love. And I think a lot of it is building that relationship that might take three months. And then finally after Christmas break, you're like, wait a second. I think I made it. I think I made it. And, um, you know, little things like, you know, if you know that they like a certain NBA team, buying them NBA stickers and not that we're buying their love, but showing them that, Hey, I listen to you and you're important to me. I went out of my way and did this for you. And, you know, kids notice that they, everybody in the world wants to be loved. And honestly, public school is, the heartbeat of the world because, or at least of America, because without public school, so many children would be left behind or left in the streets or not fed. Um, and so even more now where we live, it's low income. It's a lot of food insecurity, um, bouncing from house to house, and if you can be consistent and you can love kids well, you could smile at them. You will make them mad, but they'll come back the next day and know that you still love them. Um, 
they'll show up. They'll be the first one at your door at open house, even though they're not in your class. <laughs> you're like, are you kidding me? I thought I was done. But um, they'll see you. They'll tell people that you were your favorite teacher. And actually, they were so hard. And, and you're they, laughing. And they told you how many times they hate you. Yeah. <laughs> and um, which really means I love you. Because yes. a lot of kids that come from um, disadvantaged homes and, and broken homes and trauma, they haven't had examples of love really. And so sometimes chaos and yeah. saying, I hate you really means the opposite. Right. And that's something um, that I learned along the way. Um, and it's never personal. It's never personal. And, and it, you know, I guess when you're a young teacher, you get your feelings hurt, but get over it real quick because uh, <laughs> there's a lot more coming. Uh, but, um, you know, if kids keep coming back to you and talking to you, whether it's, positive or sweet or whatever they know that you care about them um it's very interesting mm -hmm. how they work mm -hmm. um some are more introverted than others and might write you notes or leave your name on the bathroom stall <laughs> that's happened a lot for me and uh then you get out the camera and see who it was and you know who was in there at that time and anyway um and some are more extroverted where they'll yell at you down the hall and uh, it's just the way it is. Or they'll yell at you or come give you a hug at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. Or at a ball game. Um, at a ball game. Something. You know, want to sit by you the whole time. <laughs> every game. And hug you the whole time, too. Um, but they, they, we all need love. We all need to feel connected. We all need to feel like we're important and, um, and worthy. So, yeah. I mean, I think it comes down to champion and champ, be, being the champion for kids. And being their encourager when they might not have one. And even if they do have one, being a different voice in their life or a role model for them. Um, every time I think about why in the world am I doing this another day? Um, I think about this verse and it's Proverbs 31, eight through nine. And honestly, this is why teachers are teachers um, or people love kids. And it's, to speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. Proverbs 31, 8 through 9. I always think about that because a lot of the times that kids aren't taken seriously or that they're struggling with something and it, to you in your eyes it might seem small, but it might seem very big. And... Um, you know, we're championing kids. We're praying for them. We're loving them. Um, even though you can't outwardly do that in public school setting, by being there and being a believer and, you know, walking through the halls with a purpose and a mission that God has placed in your life, it's it's why we do what we do. So, so teachers advocate for kids. Yeah. If teachers know the kid. All right. So step one, get to know your students. <laughs> you build a relationship. You talk to them every day. You find out what they're interested in. You keep that conversation going. You show up. Um, you you champion them in your special way. Um, and then um, even if there's like some a special guest coming to school for a certain class that's not your class and you know that it is the interest of the student, you figure out how to get that student down there at that time. Okay, it, it's it's making connections for kids based on their interests and their passion. It's going out of your way to um, 
to help someone or to, to create an opportunity for them. Um, so they, they know that um, you're, you're, you are trying to um, find an opportunity for them to learn something about what mm -hmm. they're interested in, expose them to a specific career or college or just anything they're interested in. If you did that for them or you went out of your way and, and a lot of it's going out of your way. Um, you know, I know there are lots of teachers after COVID were just totally exhausted. I think mm -hmm. we all were and still a little bit tired from that, but you know, it's the COVID fatigue, but you still have to get out there every day. And, you know, once you swipe your badge, you're on, right. You're performing. Right. Okay. We are acting it out. No, but we're real, but you've still got to do those extra things for kids. Um, and it will change your life. If you asked everybody in the world or whoever you're sitting with now, what do you remember about school? What do you remember about high school, elementary school? They'll talk about their favorite teacher mm -hmm. and they can remember why they like him. For me, I have two favorite teachers. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. Yeah, please do. Please do. Third grade, Miss Bowman. I can't believe you remember third grade. Well, it was stuck out in my mind. That's awesome. Yeah. So third grade, Miss Bowman, I can remember her stopping what she's doing to listen to what I had to say. Aww. I am sure it was nothing big. <laughs> I'm sure I had nothing big to say in third grade. I can remember her being so attentive to me Aww. while like everything else was going on. I felt special. Aww. And, um, you know, making your kids feel special that they're worthy to be listened to. Right. Um, similar thing in high school. I had a teacher. Uh, I had her many, many years, my language teacher, and I adored her. Uh, Miss Senora Pierce, um, she actually canceled a test for me because I was so overwhelmed. I had a lot of hard classes and a lot of things going on in and out of school. And I kind of had a little breakdown because I just didn't feel like I was ready because sure. I was a perfectionist at the time. I think you're still a perfectionist. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, not at all. But anyway, um, I can remember hearing over the loudspeaker, you know, Spanish three test is canceled for tomorrow or something like that. And it was direct to me. How did you know that? Because I did. And <laughs> did she tell you? Later we talked about it, but uh, she, she just didn't want me to worry about it. And, and I was totally overwhelmed, which is normally not me, but I've had a breakdown. So those moments and how we react to kids when things like that happen make a difference. Yeah. For they sure. Really do. All right. So what has God taught you about himself? that maybe you didn't see until being in education and public school specifically. I'm going to let you think about that question because I've been thinking about my answer to this. Please do. So uh, okay. for me, it has been, I have seen more and more that God loves his children more than we could ever love them. Because if you were to talk to every student, that you have that year and know their story and know the things that's going on at home and knowing the things that's going on in the community and around them and, you know, where they live. I would not believe that they would be back to school in August after you said goodbye to them in June. And that does give me a lot of relief because I love them so much. How much? Like, how could anyone love them more than I love them? That's mm -hmm. kind of how you feel. And so... You get attached to those kids. Yeah. Right? Well, to know that God is always with them. God is 
always loving them and taking care of them every single second when you can't be there is like, all right, Lord, maybe I don't have to control as much as I think I need to. And maybe, yes, you are the creator of the world. So I'm going to jump in with that because when you teach someone for a year or you're their administrator for five years, you know what's up. Right. You don't know 100%, but you know enough to worry. And, you know, there are many, many days and nights where I was so upset or worried about kids or families or was I going to see them the next day or after the weekend? Um, God has to be, you know, involved yeah. to, to be the protector, knowing what we know. We have students that are raising their parents yes. because they're mentally ill. Um, they're, they're injured. Um, they don't have money. You know, I had the high schoolers that were actually working to pay bills for their family. Many, many students are doing that. Um, and that, of course, takes away from their high school experience, sure. playing sports and, you know, choir and stuff like that. Um, it, it's real. And, you know, to think those things don't happen in our community is crazy. You need to wake up. <laughs> Wake, wake it up. No matter where you live. No matter where it is. You know, we don't live in a, you know, Andy Griffith world anymore. You know, with the internet and the phones, you know, kids are exposed to everything. Everything good, bad, and ugly. Earlier and earlier. And earlier, earlier. As soon as they get their phone. Mm -hmm. So that's really important to, to uh, think about before you buy your children a phone. But um, <laughs> please wait on that. But um you know, it, it's a miracle that kids come back to school and some you can tell by looking at them in their eyes or their, their body language, that things just aren't good. And that's why it's so important to have a relationship with them and, and to show up, to show up mm -hmm. and, um, you know, say something, make sure they go and get breakfast. Even if they're late, if they're late, be glad to see them. Right. You know, it's nothing worse than beating somebody when they're down and, you know, be glad to see them, tell them you're happy. They're there you know, walk them to breakfast, see if they'll say anything, if they need to talk to you, tell them you're there, if you, you know, you want to talk later, you know, school counselors pay, play a big part in this as well with building relationships and building trust. Um, and the counselors can be there with them for, for years. So, yeah. Yeah. God bless those school counselors Shoot. and community-based counselors. Yeah. And, and, you know, teachers, teachers, principals, counselors, bus drivers, we're all counselors. Right. We're all mentors. We're all parents to these students. And without them, you know, I don't know what would happen. Some of them wouldn't make it, but really um, everybody that's involved in education doesn't matter what job you have. You are so important. Mm -hmm. You are a change maker. You're a lifesaver. Uh, you're a mentor. Um, so if you didn't know that, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> school is love and that's what it's about. <laughs> and if you're not in education, it's so important that you pray for people that are every single day. Um, all right. Before we end, is there anything you want to talk about that we didn't get to talk about? just want to say how proud I am of oh. you for doing this podcast. <laughs> Haley has talked about doing a podcast for several years. And she is a doer and she is a maker and she's so creative. I am not surprised, but make sure that you share her podcast with your friends because <laughs> it's going to be amazing. And, you know, I am supporting you in this endeavor. Thank Haley, you so much. And I love you. Love I'm so proud too. of you. All right. Last question. We're going to ask every single person. All right. 
Where have you seen hope around you in your life today? Everywhere. What about this morning? This morning? Sure. You? I don't know. Okay. She wants me to talk about her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, honestly, like I see hope all the time. And I think I'm more aware of it now that I'm older than 50 and I've had lots of experiences with lots of of kids and families and staff members. So I'm more in tune uh, about it. I'm more intentional when I'm kind of watching for things because I'm trying to prevent problems and um, really just trying to make kids successful. So um, were you thinking of something specific? Nope, that's perfect. Okay. Awesome. So I see hope all the time. And um, so when I talk to people that are having a hard time, what I do tell them um, is that hard times, sad times are temporary. Mm-hmm. And it is really hard to feel and see that when you're in something that's in a hole, when you're you're so low. Um, whether it's something with your family or something at school or outside of school, kids, teachers, they, they cannot see it at the time. So just want to know that there is hope every day for you and that things are going to get better. You've just got to keep getting up, showing up and trying. Um, I do think that I'm hopeful when I see people be kind to each other. That's something we also talk about at school. Um, with a crazy world, like we mentioned before, um, it's never been more important to be a role model for kindness. And that sure. that in itself gives hope, mm-hmm. honestly. All right. Well, my encouragement for you is Galatians 6, 9, which it's my verse of the year. Um, but it's let us not become weary of doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So that's for you as our listeners today, too. Um, I just want to remind you to breathe deep, breathe out, and find hope around you today. We'll talk soon, friends. Thanks for listening to the Hope Blooms podcast. We hope you felt loved and left with a little bit of hope today. Don't forget to subscribe and review this podcast on the platform that you listen to. And please share and tag us so we can reach others um, as we share the hope of heaven. Have a great day, guys, and we'll talk soon.